Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Old Naturalist. This is a podcast that is uh, all about the Toledo area. Um, my name is Brandon Brzezinski. Uh, I am a uh, high school social studies teacher. I should have been a biology teacher. That would have been more fun. Yes. Um, but uh, I am a member of the Toledo Naturalist Association, which is kind of a local uh, conservation, uh, nature, natural history group in our area. And um, I met uh, my friend and co-host, uh, Eric Durbin, 10 years ago. Has it been that long? Yes. 10 years ago, um, I met him uh, at a... Christmas bird count. I don't remember it at all. It was a very, uh, it was an, the ice storm. The ice storm. I, it, it, I've been on enough bird counts that there are several ice storms. Okay. Well, um, I was driving into White House in the morning, and uh, it w was so slick that Weckerly Road, like it was <sighs> ridiculous. We mm -hmm. were going to the, to the breakfast place. And, and a yes. Christmas bird count, for those of you who don't know... Um, we literally go out and count birds, and then there's a breakfast usually, a little get well, together. You have a kickoff to get the, the day started. Right. You meet, uh, have breakfast, and get your assignments from the count leader right. of where you're going to go. Yep. And this happens before first light. Yes. Because you have to be out at your birding location. And some people have already gone out owling before this. Yeah, because the, the count period is 24 hours yep. from officially from midnight to midnight. Correct. Very few people do all 24 hours, but some hardcore yeah. will do the owling in the, in the uh, night, night before. I think those people, and, and um, there's something a little, little batty about those people. A uh, little batty. Uh, well, they're, they're my friends, so we cannot, you cannot say bad things about, <laughs> you know, Tom and Greg. Oh, we're and, not going to name them. We're, we're right, going to name them. I'm nameless, but, it's, it's, okay. but Tom and Greg okay. and uh, those, those guys there. Yeah. So, so, anyways, Eric and I have known each other for a decade. Um, and the, the first a thing. A drop in the bucket. The first, exactly. Uh, for, for some people. It's, it's a quarter of my, my life. But, um so uh, the first thing he ever said to me was was trying to encourage me to come back for another Christmas bird count because the weather was so bad and it was so terrible. And he said, uh, it's never been like this before. It'll never be like this again. Come back and, and keep bird watching. I, I must have been lying just because I thought he'd be a prospect for right. uh, a, a sacrificial lamb to the slaughter kind of thing. Some, some kind of... Uh, uh, a board member post that nobody wants, you know. Right. Um, so, anyways, uh, so today, though, for our our, our initial episode here, um, we're going to look at number one, numero uno in TNA lore history. Yes, I, I, I think I think it's fair okay. to say that because um, uh, uh, when Brandon just mentioned who would we talk about first, it really wasn't much of a question. We have been blessed by many, many great naturalists, uh, just excellent uh, amateur and professional naturalists, uh, scientists, who found out a lot of things about our area and shared it with a lot of people. But, uh, without a doubt, Lou Campbell it was, is the man. He's the, he's the epitome of what uh, any amateur naturalist in this area 
wanted to be, wanted to be with, wanted to learn from. So he's the man. Before we get into some particulars about uh, Lou and a little bit of the history, I think for the masses of, of people in the Toledo area, I think maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong a bit, but uh, what I would think of that even the layman would recognize is him writing in the Toledo Blade. Yeah, I don't think he ever wrote in the Toledo Blade. Really? He I did, thought he had the column. He exactly. He wrote okay. articles for the Blade. Okay. But his column was actually in the. See, we're talking about okay. uh, old naturalists, old timers. Okay. Uh, his original column was in the the Toledo News B, and then you you young guys won't remember young folks. Won't remember that we had a morning and an evening paper in Toledo, and the morning paper. The evening paper is the Blade. That's the surviving newspaper. Mm -hmm. Sort of surviving. Yeah, well, they're only they're doing all, a handful of days a week. Or, is it still seven days a week I even? I don't know. I don't it's even know if it is. It counts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, the the uh, the, uh, the columnist in the Blade uh, back in the day was Lou, Lou Kluwer, who was a great buddy of Lou Campbell's. Okay. And then later on, he was replaced by Steve Pollack. Right. A great naturalist, great writer. Uh, but... Lou Campbell wrote for News B, and then he switched to the Toledo Times, Times, okay. which is the morning newspaper. And he wrote for the Times for I think for thirty plus years. So not in the Blade, but some people reading some news in Toledo probably would have seen. Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. Anybody right. was reading back in the, well, I don't know how old our audience is, but <laughs> well, you, currently right now it's probably just my mom. So seventy four, seventy five. Yeah, yeah. So. So she would remember the Times and and reading uh, Lou Campbell and Lou Clure in the Times, in the Toledo Times and the Toledo Blade okay. uh, every day. Now, when we think of the organization, the Toledo Naturalist Association, it starts in 1933. You're right. And that's, again, why Lou Campbell is mentioned first on the list. Mm -hmm. Because, again, there were a lot of great naturalists in those days. I, It's amazing. Uh, there were giants in those days. There were there were great field naturalists. They were not sissies sitting around their armchairs watching nature television. They got out and and did it, and they they got dirty. Uh, but uh, they weren't waiting for someone else to find a bird and and see it on eBird. They and then go are the or... one. That's that's great. Okay. Yeah, Lou yeah. Campbell and Lou Clure and. And, uh, Which I do, by the way. So I'm not, you know, criticizing anyone. I, I've done that. So. Yeah, yeah, true. Just, yeah. Okay. Well, we have great yeah. television now. It's it great <laughs> movies and things. But uh, Laura Van Camp, uh, Harold Mayfield, uh, Jane, Jane Forsyth. Um, uh, Some names that we'll probably talk about in other yeah, episodes. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's certainly, they, they're on the list. Yeah. Uh, but you know, first among leaders are is Lou. Yeah, what, what, where, where were they going with this? I forget. What. Well, he—I mean, he starts the. Isn't he the? Is he the first president oh, of the Toledo? Yeah, he was the. Exactly. Very good. Very okay. good. Well, yeah. it, it, several groups came together, mainly the, the Toledo Nature, uh, Toledo Nature Club, and the Toledo Field Naturalists. Now, the Toledo Field Naturalists was a great organization, uh, uh, organized by Roger Conant, another great giant of those days. Uh, he wrote. You might know him because he was the author of the Peterson uh, Field Guide for Reptiles, okay. which was a very, very popular field guide in the last century, and I think it's still very popular now. But he was a 
a curator of reptiles at the Toledo Zoo, and he sort of um, joined the local naturalists, got them on board, co-opted them to help him find uh, snakes around Ohio. And so he was, when the Toledo Naturalist Association was formed, Roger Conant was right there in the forefront. And, you know, he's like, uh, you'll, you will see him credited as the founder of the TNA, and he is certainly one of the founders. And another founder was Lou Campbell. Mm -hmm. And Lou, because he so much, was so much more personable, so much more <laughs> friendly, so much more lovable, he was a great guy. Anyway, he got to be, he was the first president. He was the one that sort of unified Well, let's, uh, groups. let's, uh, okay, so that's, I think. I love Lou Campbell. I, I oh, Lou that's, Campbell. okay, that, so uh, you knew Lou Campbell. Yes. Um, you had the opportunity to go birding with Lou Campbell. I treasure those, treasure the, the moments right. we spent on the dikes at Ottawa Refuge. So uh, here's one story that, uh, you know, we can kind of highlight that I know Eric has told me multiple times now sometimes i i repeat myself i cannot uh, believe that okay maybe yes I, I i don't have no other response yes i've heard it multiple times actually i've heard it maybe not just from you but heard it from other uh friends of ours tom kemp greg links um but well, now you're revealing who tom and greg are but well, I'm speaking glowingly of them oh, now. Okay. You were throwing them under the bus earlier. I was. So, um, so Lou Campbell, if if a if a if a birder um, saw something, yes, yes, and uh, he had some suspicion as to or some doubts, yeah. how would that go? Well, I, I experienced this firsthand myself uh, early in my birding days. Of course, I was so over overawed of being around these great naturalists, I seldom spoke in the beginning because in those days we had respect for our, our, our superiors. We didn't think we knew it all just because we felt like we knew it all. <laughs> anyway, so I, I I had been out with Elliot Tramer, another great naturalist. He's more of our, he's a little bit older, older than uh, Brandon and myself, but he's a sort of, he's still in the field. But uh, he was one of my mentors in getting into birding. And I'd been out with him, and we'd seen, I think it was maybe cliff swallows. And they were like, uh, it had come back and re returned in spring about three weeks early, something like that. And I was so excited. And the next time we had to get together with the other birders, I wanted to tell Lou that I had seen uh, uh, these swallows. And, of course, uh, Lou had been, he'd been pummeled all his as the as the uh, as the as the expert, people were always telling him tall tales about the things they'd seen. Right, right. And and so he, uh, oh, who was there? Oh, who was the other guy? Oh my gosh, the guy who said no, you didn't. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, now my mind's gone, but yeah, uh, I said to these guys, uh, yeah, I just saw uh, uh, Cliff Swallows last last weekend, and the one fellow says, no, you didn't. <laughs> Because that's was true. I mean, I was a nobody. I was, you know, a, a twenty-two year old nobody uh, who they didn't know and didn't R respect. Thank you. That was okay. it. No respect. Okay. Okay. No, no respect no, at all. I had yeah. no street cred. I had no street cred. Yeah. Right. But Lou Campbell, uh, Lou Campbell, such a gentleman. He says when he heard those kind of reports and and this report, he said, "Oh, really? 
<laughs> yes, not quite as brutal as no, you didn't. No, no. Yeah. What? So, so he's he's a nice guy. Uh, he's 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 kind of a, a founding father of uh, modern uh, well, naturalism he, he in our area. Campbell, Campbell. No, no, let's let's back up a little. Okay, that, that, just the word Campbell. He's he's got this this Irish this shock of white thick white Irish hair that he had all his life. I mean, oh, since I knew him, the guy lived to be ninety nine years old, and he was in the field doing stuff and seeing stuff in the field. Right. Into his late nineties, yeah, um, he you know he just was a, a and he he had a charm. He had that Irish charm. Our, oh my God! Our friend um, Matt Anderson uh, took over compiling the Toledo Christmas bird count from Lou, but Lou had had it for ever. You know, for Lou, it was, Lou, uh, and assisted by Lou Cluer, had kicked off. Um, the Audubon Christmas Count in the Toledo area in 1924. I, that's a fact. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't make that up. 1924. <laughs> we could, you know. I think that's you can a good. Check me on this one. No. I, well, I think it's a good policy. If we don't know something, we should just make it up. I think that's a good, yeah. <laughs> that's what I usually do. As, as, as people know me, don't <laughs> take me at my word. Except now, you can trust me on this. 1924. Yes. And he comp- and what they do is they. You, this big day of this winter day, where they spend twenty four hours counting all the birds in the area, and within a fifteen mile radius circle. Uh, no, fifteen mile 15 diameter mile diameter diameter yeah. circle. Yep. And and it was his job then to collect all the information, uh, package it, and send it off to Audubon so it could be entered into the the scientific record. Mm-hmm. And he did that every uh, Christmas season for sixty years. I mean, it's just yeah. the, the the work involved and in trying to organize the little groups to go out and cover these cemeteries and those parks. and It's all volunteer. He's not getting paid for this. This is just something uh, he wor- loves to do. It's worse than that. Uh, the Audubon, <laughs> back in the old days, the Audubon had to insist that we pay, you know, originally like 25 cents in the beginning. Oh, and to, then, to and, do it. To be, pay to, them to, to, pay them to, to do be it. on it. Wow. And, and when I was active... I think they wanted a dollar or two dollars or something like that. Right. So he has to wring the money out of the people, <laughs> so they, their names will be in the in the records as uh, a contributor. Oh boy! It, so it wasn't easy. Yeah. And but he did it, and he and he loved it, and people loved him. Just great. What do you think? Um, and just a, maybe a couple more things on on Lou. Um, what do you think? Now is he is he primarily just a birder, or is oh. he interested in other things too? Well, that was yeah. This, this yeah, and I don't was, mean just a birder. I said just a birder. Solely, you mean solely a birder. Solely a birder yeah. is what I mean. And that is again part of his 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 charm. I mean his attraction to people in the community. He uh, was a fisherman. He was he an avid fisherman. He loved the lake. He loved the ch- the canals along the lake. He he was a hunter. He he saw nothing wrong with harvesting renewable uh, 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 birds. Basically, he was a he shoot duck, duck, duck hunter, duck hunter, yeah. and and again we had this great. A lot of our marshes along the lake have been preserved because of duck hunting marshes. Now I have, I have to say I'm a, as a, as I'm a little. I'm sorry it was done by the rich 
rich men who wanted to just have their private shooting clubs, but it was done, mm -hmm. and now the state and the, the state and federal governments have have been able to acquire the last few good marshes because it was preserved by the clubs. Yeah, we're, anyway, ta we're talking about Ottawa National Wildlife Refuge. We're talking Little Cedar about, Point, okay. uh, Willow Point. I mean, all kinds yeah. of places. Okay. That, yep. Uh, Sandusky had a lot of Sandusky Marsh, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so what was I saying about? I knew I was. I, I shouldn't get, have interrupted you. you I, I, I knew that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what was I saying? This is gonna be. Do I have to uh, edit this part? We, right we probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't have. Oh, so he. I was. What lose? What lose in his story? Uh, so uh, he was a fisherman. He was a hunter. Yes. Uh, he was a a, a consummate bird. He was a botanist. Now, uh, Edwin Mo Ed E. L. Mosley, Edwin Lincoln Mosley, wrote this great uh, plant list of the oak openings in uh, the twenties, but it was actually Luke Campbell then that popularized the idea of what a unique area the oak openings was. He again, he found rare plants there. He found rare birds there. He 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 added, I don't know more than a dozen pie birds to the state list. I mean, birds that had that lived and raised young in Ohio and in Michigan too, uh, that had not been previously recorded. And I, and I think that's something that uh, people who aren't maybe interested in, in birding or nature in general, something that is interest to people who are, is whether these animals are reproducing. Breeding records is important. So yes. finding that and finding it for the first time is really significant. Yeah, these things were out there. Lucas County, the Oklahoma's region, has more rare plants and and animals than any other region in the state. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and and Lou was Mr. Oak Openings of his day. I, I was Mr. Oak Openings of my day, but that was, <laughs> but only a tenth, a, 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 frac, a fraction of, of his expertise. He was really the man. Well, I'm going to ask one more question. One and, more. And, and, um, Stop me when you want to. Well, I, and then if you want to add anything after the fact, that's fine with me. Um, so, given the breadth of his contributions, if you had to pick one thing that Lou Campbell did that was maybe the most significant contribution to natural history or conservation in the Toledo area, what would it be? Well, it's not a he, fair question. That, but, not a fair question. Because yeah. really, his influence, his articles, and his, you know, he lectured extensively, he did bird ID classes. Uh, so he really got interested in, 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 in the wildlife and the nature in the community, embedded in the community. But I guess in as a, a sort of physical uh, proof of his contribution is the birds, his wrote the book, he wrote the book, Birds of the Toledo Area. For, he wrote the first version of that is the Birds of Lucas County. It was published by the Toledo Zoo. And then in 64, he wrote Birds of, mm -hmm. of the Toledo Area, published by, by The Blade. And those those books, he a lot of amateurs do a lot of great work in, in the field, but they don't put it on paper for scientists and, and, right. and, and, and interested amateurs to use in the future. And he did. He made that effort. And those little books were great little books of their day. Myself and some other TNA members have uh, have tried to update it, and you know, bird life constantly changes. That's what I was going to mention. Yep. You know, hit 
you saying that probably his like I guess concrete concrete you know, good concrete yeah physical proof of of something that he he contributed was that book but I would I would argue that maybe his influence on others and proof of that is you and four other individuals said this is so important that we want to essentially keep it alive by yes. updating it as right. you know species change and 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 uh, the numbers change and new species or less species that kind of thing. It's that kind of record that helps you understand, like the the Christmas counts, which is another big contribution mm -hmm. contribution of his. You, you see the changes over time. We're constantly today worried about discussing. Some people are not worried. Other people are worried about the way the world is changing. But without some data, you don't know what's going on. Right. And his bird counts and his bird book books give us some hard factual data that we can see species have appeared, disappeared, moved north, moved south. Mm -hmm. uh, things change. And he's con he, over that last century, again, he lived from 1899 up to 1998, 99 years or something like right. that. It was a long time. Yeah. And he, and at least 70 years of that of his life is he was recording document, recording information about the nature of the Toledo area. So, there. Um, anything else? That, I think that's enough. I think it's okay. enough. I think I've said enough. I, I think that's a good first episode. Thank you for listening. We uh, and, and, and I think it's a good place to end because um, on, on Thursdays, on Thursdays, uh, we're going to have uh, three for Thursdays. And, and in those instances, um, I'm going to pick out descriptions from that book, The oh. Birds of Toledo Area. And I am going to quiz... One of the authors. Did I say I was going to do this? Did yes, I, say I think I you agreed to it. I'm going to quiz one of the authors on uh, those descriptions. So uh, stay tuned for that, and thank you for listening to the Old Naturalist. <laughs>